0: The one guy's yelling,
1: fuck you, dad. Fuck you.
0: Boom. Boom. Now boom.
1: there there was there was a couple guys. There was a guy with one of those uh Marlin lever action. Like uh you ever seen Jurassic World? Yeah. You know the gun that Chris Pratt has, that lever action? That's a like a, uh, I think it's a 4570 uh you know Alaskan Magnum like Marlin's There's a guy out there with one of those, and another another two guys with other lever actions, but they were 22s, and then one guy had what's called a coach gun. So it's like the double barrel shotgun with the short barrel, it's pretty much like Ash's boomstick. Oh damn. So, but that guy yeah, that guy was literally just, you know, shooting cans five feet in front of him. And, and for like any, just...
0: anybody listening out there, a 4570 means it holds forty-five bullets and they're seventy nope. millimeters apiece.
1: Not correct.
2: We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. And the USA. USA
0: How the West was
1: fucked. How the West was all the West was all the West was fucked, West was fucked. West was fucked fuck, fuck. Uh, Hello everybody, welcome to How the West Was Fucked.
0: The How oh, I missed oh, it. Fuck fuck shit.
1: Fuck Excellent. God damn it we're so good at that. Uh, uh, this week uh, we're kind of staying close to the same region we were last time, a little little further north, but there's some a little bit of overlap.
0: Last Arizona. time on how the yeah.
1: last time on how the West was fucked. Yeah, we talked about Northern Mexico and New Mexico, but yeah, this and is more Arizona the,
0: and the film industry of California.
1: Yes, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this time, uh, I don't know, like. I think I know exactly what you're going to talk about, Will, but I guess we'll, we'll ask Tony, like, uh, I don't know, what do you know about the Apache? It's
0: a fantastic helicopter. Saved yeah, a, lot of, Saved a lot of lives. Saved a lot of lives.
1: Yep. Yeah. You like history? No. You better start like it, because we're about to make it. <laughs> Bang them on. Also, freedom, freedom, a lot of people out of their lives. Like, it's pretty good at that. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, so we're gonna
0: be, I know they're a tribe of Native Americans.
1: That's about it. Are, what kind, what's their deal? Like, are they like,
0: um, do they like live like in to make te- baskets? Do they live in teepees? They like long walks on the beach. Uh, they don't like people that smoke and people that spit on the sidewalk in public places.
1: Okay. Well, they do, close. They do like long walks in like sandy terrain. That's a fact. Not a lot of beach. Nailed it. Um, I don't know about people that smoke. I think I think they smoke some. And then Everybody spitting did. on the spitting on the sidewalk. I they didn't have sidewalks, so I I have no dukes on that one. But, but yeah. Anyway, you know the Apache were like we've been talking. We talk mostly about the uh, Great Plains tribes, uh, with the exception when we did the Modoc War mostly. Yeah, the Great tribes, Plains tribes are the, you know, the the typical cowboys and Indian Indians were riding horses, hunting buffalo, uh, you know, feather headdresses, bow and arrow, that kind of shit, just to really dumb it the fuck down.
0: Hanging from your back by hooks.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, uh, but the Apache, uh, well, at least in the time period we're talking about, they'd already been kind of like fighting the Spanish for like almost two hundred years. And uh, so they never kind of were into, like, horseback stuff. I mean, they'd steal horses and they'd ride them, but they kind of ride the wheels off them and then just get rid of, like, eat them and then go get more later. But they were a lot of times just ground-based. They're renowned for being able to, like, cross harsh terrain, like, quickly and stealthily on foot is one of their big deals. Uh, another big deal is, yeah, they, they, they don't really grow crops. Well, I mean, a little bit, but, you know, a lot, a lot of their shit they get, they get from raiding. Um they were kind of early adopters of firearms. Like by the time we're talking about most of them had like rifles which was interesting. So your and hat not-
0: the hat that I bought you finally makes sense.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh what is it something with rating pleasant uh, born, uh, It's born, born to rating to-, born to rating pleasant. Yes. Yep. It's a with hat I eagle.
0: It's a hat I found at a Japanese truck stop that I bought for Bo on one of my trips.
1: I'll see if I can grab it here on the break. But <laughs> it's fucking sick. I, it, it sits up by my minigun. So. Uh, but, uh, well, yeah, so we're going to be talking about, like, uh, this is our first uh, delving into, uh, you know, kind of pretty much uh, whitey interaction with uh, the Apache, basically, to, to sum it up. And with that, we'll let Will hit us with Comic sense. Comic Sans. Yep, so
3: it kind of starts off with the Camp Grant Massacre. Uh, This is going to be broken into a few parts and kind of ending with Geronimo there. Yep, because
1: it kind of has to because that was pretty much the last of the Indian Wars was Geronimo. Yep. Yeah.
3: So this is April 1871 in Arizona. Uh, This is along Aravaipa Creek, 70 miles away from Tucson. Uh, Five hundred Apaches were camped all alongside Camp Grant. Um, yep. Chief Eskiminsen.
1: Well, and are we, yeah, you're going to talk about why they're camped by Camp Grant.
3: Uh, because they wanted protection from local Americans and rival tribes, mostly.
1: Right, and for <laughs> once, the guy the the guy in charge of the fort was like, "Yeah, you can like hang out here." It was it was kind of a like not the typical. Interaction we see a lot with the other Native American tribes versus the government. Uh, Yeah, no
0: shit. And uh, Camp Grant was also uh, named after Amy Grant,
1: wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Sadly, no. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing. I think it was actually named after Ulysses S. Grant, who I believe was the president at this time, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Newly so. But I'm sure they named it you know, for him, for more for his Civil War shit than his presidentin. Mm-hmm. President? Yeah. His presidentin.
3: So Menson yep, he told Lieutenant Royal Whitman that they wanted to comply and farm like Whitey. And as a sign of good faith, they turned over all their weapons, which is going to end up being a a real smart move.
1: Well, that always works really well when the indigenous people give up their weapons. I know they always come out on top whenever that happens, because we always tell them, we always tell them, give up your weapons and everything will be all right. And it always works out all right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: We will feed you and house you.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, Whitman couldn't make it official, though. You know, of course, it has to be a bunch of bureaucracy. Uh, But he could give out rations and temporary protection anyway. And many of the uh, Apache there hired themselves out for farm work. So they're interacting with the community somewhat.
1: Yeah. So everything's peachy keen, right? You know?
3: Uh, During the time they're at Camp Grant, uh, back in Tucson, six people uh, are killed in Indian attacks. But probably by a different band of Apache because, you know, just like the Sioux, there's a whole bunch of, of guys running around the neighborhood there.
1: Well, and also once you've turned your weapons in, it kind of uh, takes away a lot of your oomph when you're trying to kill people, you know, when you don't have any weapons. Right. I mean, the Apache are pretty badass, but uh, not that badass.
3: So the people at Tucson are super pissed. Uh, they take their case to Department Commander Colonel George Stoneman. He told them to take care of it themselves, like he was watching his stories or, or, or whatever.
0: <laughs> Go ask your mom.
3: Yep. <laughs> and, and, of course, they did. And so a group of honkies and Mexican-Americans. So it, it's nice when those two groups can get together.
1: Yeah, it's a little cultural <laughs> melting pot. Yeah.
3: <laughs> And uh, plus, with the Papago uh, Indians there,
1: yeah, which there. Papago they actually don't like being called Papago anymore. They're Their uh, Udom, uh, what is it, uh, Tohono Udom, is the preferred nomenclature. That tribe doesn't like Papago because that's what other tribes used to call them. Kind of like how Lakota Sioux kind of thing, but yep. But yeah.
3: So they send in the Papago, at uh, to club and hack the the Camp Grant Apaches and the whites and the Mexicans are waiting outside and shoot them as they run out.
0: Whoa. So, oh, so they're going in to fuck up the, the, the crew that gave up all their weapons? Yes. That Saying
1: that they came in and killed six people? Okay. With, we're, uh, with their fucking we're, car keys or some shit? We're going to basically mm-hmm. run through this. We're going to run through this again. Okay, like, basically, the guy in charge of the army fort, uh, what's his fucking name again? Uh, uh, Whitman. Whitman. Uh, he kind of... A, he didn't have enough troops to do jack shit, really, and you're in, like, one of the shittier posts. You know, you're in the middle of desert, and, like, they're talking about, oh, you could be in the shade if you, you know, or it's, like, 110 degrees in the shade if you can find any shade. It's, like, that kind of terrain. They don't have enough horses. They don't have a lot of shit. So they can't really go and, like, these, like, General Cook kind of, like, raiding party shits after the... Indians, like, and that's what the people in Arizona want them to do. They want them to be chasing Apache around. That's not even a viable option. And then, uh, but when, uh, Chief, uh, you know, kind of made the deal with them, it, you know, it was kind of working out. Like the Apaches would hire themselves out to like harvest barley and do shit. And then in return, they got to like live on the camp close to the soldiers to protect them from basically vigilance committees. And then, uh, you know, everything was more or less legit, and then six people got killed. And uh, since those were the Indian it's just like every time, it's just like Sand Creek. The Indians you can find are the ones that are guilty, right? regardless of who actually did it, is right. what it amounts to.
0: No matter what, we can at least get some, some fucking, like, I, I can feel good about getting payback on somebody.
1: Yeah, some toddlers and some old ladies <laughs> and some, you know, shit.
0: And of course, when the
3: Indians do that, which made sense to them, then then it was a real fuck up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, we'll just kill any white people. Doesn't have to be good or bad.
0: Oh, yeah, then it's fucked. Unacceptable. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So 144 Apaches die that day, mostly women and children, of course.
1: Motherfucker. And no Hockeys
3: or no Arizonans die.
1: Because the there was no resistance, because nobody had any weapons, mm-hmm. and because it was only women and children. There was—I think they said there were nine bodies found that were not women and children out of the 140, because most of the men were out hunting. Man,
0: you got to feel real good about yourself after a fucking day like that.
1: Oh yeah, so brave, so High so brave. High fives all around. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, and then and then the uh, the um, Tohono Udom people, they grabbed some of the surviving kids and took them into Mexico and put them into slavery, you know, and you know, it's oh. not like the, not the institutionalized slavery like we talk about in you know, it was, I think it was sold to other tribes. I mean, slavery is still fucking slavery. And, you know, but, um, but yeah, so not a great day for the Apache at Camp Grant. Fuck no.
0: <laughs> so this is a still,
3: uh, you know, U.S. Grant, uh, his peace policy, trying to trying to make peace with all these uh, tribes, but of course you can see how that worked. But the eastern hippies, they denounce it and Grant threatens Arizona with martial law if the culprits weren't brought in. Um, so at least they're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except uh, for
1: the...
0: A veil of compassion. Yep. Well...
3: Uh, Eskimenzen had a little hope, uh, though, and of course he was right, because no white man would go to jail for killing an Indian. No. Uh, The jury, they did have a trial, and they did acquit everybody as self-defense of (laughs) shooting unarmed people. Yeah. (laughs) They were looking at me funny.
1: Well, it's kind of like, you know, these cops defending themselves by shooting people in the back, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh. He 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 was running away to get his gun.
1: Yeah, there's nothing scarier than somebody receding into the horizon away from you. you especially know?
0: especially when you got their fucking car parked next to you and you can yeah, just yeah. go find them and scoop them up at home.
1: No shit, right? Stupid fuck. Yeah.
3: But, in general, the Apaches, the Churko, are pretty badass, kind of guerrilla kind of fighters. They didn't really want to do the macho Count Kuh thing and Bunky over the head. They just would rather just wait behind a a uh, mesquite bush and pop you yeah. off that way. Much smarter. Well,
1: well, that's like in that in that book that, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? The Earth is Weeping? Uh, talking about, you know, Plains Indians, yeah, that was part of their thing is, you know, come riding up, whooping and hollering and touch a guy with a stick and that was like, yeah. And the Apache had no time for that shit. And they're like, no, why, why would I, I'm going to just lay there and snipe his fucking ass off. Yeah. Or like sneak up behind him and cut his fucking throat because that other shit is stupid. Like... It's like spiking the football. You got a touchdown anyway. You don't need to you know excessive celebration shit, you know.
3: <laughs> also they lived in uh ups like the Navajo so they could travel pretty fastly because they're not they're not using any of the horses over that
1: wait they lived in what? terrain. Wiki ups. it's basically uh you go into an area with some saplings and tie a few of the tops together, kind of make like a dome structure, and just pile brush around that. So you didn't really carry anything with it. Like when you carry a te- when you carry like a teepee, yeah. you got to drag the lodge poles, which are like you know twelve to fifteen or sixteen feet long, and you got to carry all the buffalo hides, which are heavy. So you need horses to drag that. You know, uh, well back in the day they used dogs, but they had a lot smaller teepees. But with a wiki up, you can just kind of make it out of whatever the fuck you have laying around when you decide to make it, so you don't have to bring anything with you.
0: And you never know? get tired of your house because it's always different.
1: Yep, yeah, and probably mm-hmm. I what freaks me out about that how do you just keep like scorpions and snakes out of that? It seems like that would be a unending chore. Yeah. You just kind of <sighs> sleeping in a bush. I mean, it's a well-made bush, but like you know, like fuck.
0: Not as well-made as the band bush <clears throat> or the beer.
1: Yeah. Uh
3: the army back then in Arizona was especially shitty. They only had 2,000 troops for the whole territory. Uh, Morale was low, and they didn't have air conditioning back then. (laughs) Mm, No shit. Um, More would have deserted, but there was nowhere to go because you die if you tried to desert. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The forts were literally shitty, too, at uh, Fort McDowell. That was the nice fort. They would use horse manure to pack in between the logs. So whenever it would rain, it would just start to smell again.
1: Oh, it was literally <laughs> shitty. I thought That's, you were... <laughs> he, 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 didn't, he didn't mean the modern literally, which means literally doesn't even exist anymore.
0: No, it means literally means, literally means figuratively literally. now. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, It's
0: literally shitty.
3: But as shitty as the army was, they still killed more Apaches than they lost. Yep. Uh, Cochise was the leader uh, back then. He was ready to make peace, though. Uh, he kept Talking to multiple officials and was still waiting to hear back where which reservation they would send them to. Uh, and the fun hit, part,
1: and the fun part for the Apache is at that time there were no reservations in Arizona, so yep, they're nowhere they're going to be coming.
3: Still sending them back and forth at least after after they turn themselves in this time, but his band numbered in less than four hundred now. Uh, and of course, Cochise was slowly dying of stomach cancer, which means if you're slowly dying of stomach cancer back in the, day, you just get drunk as fuck because there's no other remedies for it. Op- opium.
1: Nah, <laughs> that, that shit's expensive, <laughs> and harder to find on the on the you know, out in the desert, I suppose. Man, yeah.
0: too bad this guy couldn't get a hold of. Uh, my uncle told me about this shit called Mekong whiskey that uh, that he got in Southeast Asia. And he sent a couple bottles back to my grandma's house, just like, "Hey, put these in, put these aside for me. I'll pick them up when I get back." And uh, she found out that they were—it's uh, whiskey that's fortified with opium. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so she dumped them all down the drain. <laughs> he was uh, so fucking pissed when he got home.
1: You're no fun, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs>
0: At the
3: same time, the army uh, rejiggered its districts. Uh, gave Arizona its own district. Uh, Unfortunately, they put Colonel uh, Stoneman in charge. He was kind of apathetic and out of touch, and he refused to move his headquarters from San Francisco to Tucson. (laughs) I could (laughs) take care of things here, Tenderloy.
1: I'll I'll Skype into the meeting in Arizona. What the fuck is Skype?
0: Are you a fucking time traveler? Yep. (laughs) He didn't really give a shit
3: about stopping any of the raids, which had all the people of Tucson uh, pissed off. Uh, most of the settlers would just stay inside during the day because they are that scared of, uh, of shit. Who knows and, how much of a...
1: And because it's hotter than fuck. Yeah, that like, too. I mean, even today, nobody goes out. You don't go out in the middle of the fucking day in Arizona, you morning and evening. And the rest of the time, you stay the fuck inside.
3: Uh, the governor of Arizona at the time uh, wanted him replaced. He wanted Lieutenant Colonel George Crook,
1: Yay. who turned
3: down the command a year before. He said, quote, the heat would ruin my health. Yep. It's like, no <laughs> shit.
1: Good, <laughs> good, ex, good excuse, Crook. Well, he also said there's, uh, what do you say? That, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but there, there, there's no profit to be made chasing Indians or something like that. Because, I mean, he had been doing that on the plains already for a degree of time
0: about five years probably yeah no crook he doesn't want to go out there and work his ass off he's yep. a hustler man i got this i got this show game going in fucking you yep. know south dakota i'm good
1: well that's the thing tony do you remember who we're talking about when we talk about crook nope remember with the episode where we're talking about cutting the mules ears and drinking the blood out of it oh yeah 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 that's that him? that's that's crook, crook oh fuck crook, crook is not to be fucked with I mean, when he's out in the bush, he rides mules because they're tougher than to horses. He kind of dresses like he's on safari, but that's better than wearing blue wool. Yeah, you know, he yeah. wore like a pith helmet and khaki. He was not, you know, he wasn't super military in his appearance and bearing, but he knew how to travel country and kill shit for real. Yeah, for real. Holy shit. Yeah.
3: So the governor gets his way finally, and uh, Sherman relented over Crook's objections. <laughs> I don't want to do this shit. Uh, He was also just a lieutenant colonel. Uh, Usually they don't put those in charge of a whole district. Usually put a general of some sort. Um, So that was May 17th, 1871, that crook assumes command. So that pisses off all the other higher-ranking officers, including Nelson Miles.
1: Yep. Fuck you, Miles City. Yeah, fuck you, Miles City.
0: (laughs) Oh, that guy. Fuck Miles City. Fuck Nelson Miles. (laughs)
3: Uh, Crook did have a good reputation as an Indian fighter at the time, though. Uh, December 1866, he was commander of the Boise District, which was the worst in the country at the time. Much much drinking and I was fucked up. Say,
1: pro- probably still is. I'd say nothing's yep. changed, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but he did clean it up, and shortly after he gets to Boise, a Paiute attack happened near the fort. So he takes a cavalry company, a toothbrush, and a change of underwear, and took off after him.
1: Yep. So he and- thought
3: he'd be gone for a week, but he was gone for two years. <laughs> 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 but he did, yeah. He did pacify the Indians and actually treat them halfway fairly by not killing women and children. So he was one of the good guys. Wow, what I guess. a concept! I,
1: I, I was going to say, like Crooks, kind of always been one of my like. My- I mean, I don't really have any real favorite of these cavalry guys because it's all their job was fucked. But Crook is kind of one of the least appalling ones, I suppose.
3: Plus he has a kick-ass beard too, so.
1: Yes. Mutton chops, baby.
3: Uh, So Crook loved the backwoods. He li- liked to fight with other officers. He liked backwoods.
2: New backwoods smokes just hit town. Looking wild, but tasting mild.
1: New backwoods smokes
2: anything that looks so wild so, mild. New, Backwood so, wild, so mild. New Backwood Smokes looks so New Smokes All-natural tobacco Hand-rolled look In a keep em fresh pocket pouch that looks
0: so, wild, so mild. That, dude, that dude smokes spliffs, huh?
2: Mm-hmm
3: Yeah <laughs> cherry flavored <laughs> At West Point, he graduated at the bottom of his class, of course. But during the Civil War, kind of made it to Major General of Volunteers. Uh, 1864, he had a big uh, to do with the Battle of Shenandoah. There, basically won it for the uh, for the North.
1: Yeah, but isn't that the one that Sherman took credit for?
3: Of course, that was his old yeah. roommate in West Point. So that so kind of he... pissed him off for the rest of his life there.
1: Yep, yeah, and then you know also the fact that Sherman kind of became uh, we, uh, you know, became motherfucking head honcho of the whole Magilla and know. invented
0: the tank, right?
1: Yep. No, but it's definitely named after him. Uh, what what kind of motor is in the Sherman tank, by the way? Uh, the old ones were gasoline And then they figured out those explode pretty good So they put diesels in them later Oh no shit okay that's <laughs> but, what I uh, yeah, it, Isn't
0: there what's the tank that's got a Is it Abrams tank that has a fucking jet engine in it Yeah
1: yeah. yeah they okay. have a jet jet,
0: jet turbine yeah. yeah The first car to ever do the jet turbine shit Was a, a Chrysler had one
2: The sound of the turbine car From Chrysler Corporation A car with no pistons No cylinders No radiator One spark plug a car that runs on almost anything from diesel fuel to lighter fluid or any combustible fluid that will flow through a pipe.
0: They're fucking crazy looking too. Yep,
1: yeah, I've I've I remember seeing some documentary about that, but like Wasn't it? They were kind of like wildly unsafe. Like if you crashed, like
0: Yeah, it's since, pretty it, it's pretty
1: know. volatile. I mean it, it ran
0: on gasoline, but uh the most of the problem with those was that they were super quiet and but the the fucking uh the power band was terrible. Like you put your foot to the floor, and like. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Well, that's it's, kind of. I mean, if you ever spend any time around an Abrams tank, they kind of like spool up and make this high-pitched whine. Yeah. And and then they and then they commence to hauling ass. But yeah, it takes a second. Yeah, you got
0: to get you got to get to a certain point before it actually starts taking off. But yeah. it, they also, the at least the ones in the 60s for those Chryslers use so much fucking gas, like way Long more shared. gas than an internal combustion engine.
1: Well, it's not like it's not like an Abrams tank is exactly sipping on the jet fuel there. The it's fucking... <laughs> it, they're pretty thirsty. Yeah. But
0: it's it's just I thought it was a Prius tank, okay.
1: Yeah, Prius tank. Well, I mean they kinda are working on shit yep. similar to that, but yeah. yeah. I don't know, they better make it better than the Prius. Let's fucking talk about something that doesn't accelerate worth of shit. Yeah. But Alright, so back to crook.
3: So Crook, when he gets there, wants to go after Cochise, even though he's trying to make uh, peace. Uh, He goes for a stronghold in the Dragoon Mountains there near Tombstone, takes five companies with him. Of course, while going up to the mountains, which, you know, you can see those mountains from probably 50 miles away, um, dumbass captain just goes straight up the mountain in plain view of all the Cochise's uh, spies there. Yeah. Of course, by the time the army gets there, they're long gone.
1: Well, yeah, it's like Crook's got his guys, like, kind of sneaking through the valleys, you know, trying to hide. And there's some motherfucker, like... Like, marching right up the motherfucking middle of everything like an asshole. Uh, Oh,
0: it just made me think of um, Skyrim, where you're just fucking on your horse, like, going just straight
1: up the fucking sheer face. (laughs) Kind of like that, yeah. But it's just like... You know, it, it's like uh you're hunting deer, you know, and you're stalking deer and then like your cousin you're, Hey man, do you see any? You know, after you know after you've been approaching one for an hour. Yeah, it's the way you, know.
0: you the way you describe hunting with uh, with Jaime.
1: Yeah, it it's is like hu- it's like that.
0: hunting with a fucking dump truck driving in reverse the whole time. Yeah.
1: It can be that. <laughs> Not super effective. But
0: So Crook has to cancel
3: that uh, operation, but at least he got to lay the land. He also got some White River Apaches to sign on as scouts against the the Chiricahuas there. Chiricahu Apache. I should probably make that a little more clear. So while he's planning a second operation, he gets called down. Uh, The Indian Commission was going to send an envoy to make peace with Cochise. Um, They didn't appreciate Crook's remarks that he had throttled the Apache as he did the Paiute. Uh, no. They're trying to find a reservation for Cochise and his band right now too. So, uh, all this meddling pissed off crook though. Uh, the Indian Affairs in Arizona was named the Commissioner of Arizona. Uh, the Indian Affairs was Coiler.
1: Uh, Coiler, like yeah. a turd. <laughs> oh, who was like that a turd,
0: Sir Coiler? Was that a fucking band?
3: Yeah, Yeah. Play?
1: yeah. <laughs> weird, gross. Uh. Yep.
3: Crook uh, was convinced he was part of the Indian Ring of Corruption. Uh, Coiler did create the oh, big old when White you, well, wait, wait, when
1: you say Okay, when you say Indian Ring of Corruption, what's that? It's not the Indians that are corrupt, it's the Indian agents <laughs> and they're ripping yep. everybody off. Yep.
3: yep. But. That's kind of what the Grant administration was most known for actually by the time they're all done with it.
1: Right. What well, I think uh, a lot of it too, it seems like I don't know, I gotta do more research, but a lot of, like, like the current understanding is he just didn't understand that a lot of that shit was going on. He wasn't exactly complicit in it, but, um... Willfully also, ignorant. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Kinda, yeah.
3: His, his brother was part of it, though.
1: Well, it doesn't mean he knew. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they hated each other, man. Him and his brother... What? Because well, they, the they used to watch Ninja Turtle movies together and then try to do the moves on each other, and he always get kicked <laughs> in the face.
1: Yeah, mostly Valence well, Grant, so he was probably drunk. But
0: <laughs> yeah, he's drunk ten year old doing Ninja Turtle kicks.
1: It's eighteen hundreds. The only thing that's implausible about that is the uh, word Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> drunk ten year old doing kicks. Sure, why not? You know.
3: <laughs> the ten year old would be shooting.
1: Yeah, yeah Yeah, t- 10 year old Be fucking shooting Yeah <laughs> Exactly uh, I wonder when uh, I wonder
0: when Nunchucks first came To the United States Like the oldest The oldest set of Nunchucks in the United States 1970 Like the, like the first kid That was like Hell yeah
1: Jesus Fuck. Christ Is there a fucking Airplane going by your house? Nope There's a pack of Motorcycles Fuck Like a whole pack Of motorcycles That's That's 20 motorcycles Fuck you.
0: Keep, keep counting. Yep. It's 20 in a pack, right?
1: I don't... Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't see exactly how big because I don't have the angle on it, but that seemed like more than 20. Jesus oh, Christ.
3: Way to show off your whatever you want to show off there, buddy.
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I wish they could just fucking, uh, you know, it'd be cool if they'd just ride horses by the whole time. They'd be ambiance, but... <laughs>
0: Yeah, can we talk to them about that? Maybe get get some yeah. horses up in this.
1: Yeah, I could, I suppose I could lay a s- spike strip next time we want to record, and then you'll just hear cars crashing and tires <laughs> popping.
0: So. Yeah, but then we'll just have sirens for the rest of the fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, no shit. Oh, we get plenty of that too. Yeah. Fuck. Uh,
0: of course, Coiler was only
3: there for a little while, and as soon as he leaves, the raiding continues. Uh, November fifth, eighteen seventy one, the Yavapai War Party. Uh, which is another uh, little band of Indians there.
1: Yeah, but they're not mm-hmm. Apache. They're not similar to Apache, Apache but they're not Apache.
3: They kill seven out of eight passengers on a stagecoach. This is and called that's... the Wickenburg Massacre.
1: Okay, so once again, uh, seven people, seven white people get killed. That's a massacre. Yep. 140 Apache get killed. Uh, it could be debated whether that's a massacre. 140
0: women and children get <laughs> yeah. murdered.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe massacre is a little harsh. That's a you know, harsh a, word. Who am <laughs> I judge? It
0: makes me feel bad. It makes us look bad. Let's just go with uh it, Yeah. War.
1: We'll go with uh incident. It'll yeah, be the, incident. it'll be the Camp Grant incident or the oh. battle. It's, battle. It'll usually actually be the yeah, battle. battle. There we go. Mm.
0: Wait. So seven, seven out of the, you said, what you said, s- basically they left one survivor. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, there's your problem. i leave somebody to tell the tale.
0: You gotta yep. you gotta do what the cops do and make sure you shoot to kill so nobody can sue you afterward. Right. Not like they can you sue go. you anyways, but so after that Crook was preparing to go
3: out again wage total war. But at the very last minute he was told to back down again. They would send in, guess who? General OO Howard. The Ned Flanders yep. of the army.
2: Gotta be nice. Hostility. Italy. Ah, oh, hell diddly. Ding dong. Crap. Can't you morons do anything right?
1: Oh, is that the Jesus guy? Yep, that the, was the, the Ned's <laughs> Purse. No. The, 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 the was one, the he also one left-handed?
3: Yep, because he only had one arm.
1: We only had one <laughs> arm. I was just going to
3: say, the one-armed
1: <laughs> Jesus guy? One-armed Jesus guy. That's the worst superhero ever. On <laughs> <laughs> uh, tomorrow's episode of One-Armed Jesus Guy, nothing good happens. Nothing... Yeah, right.
3: What if Jesus was like a cute kitty cat?
1: Okay.
0: The, the internet would probably love it. Yeah. One-Armed uh, Jesus Guy. Yeah, this this episode, One-Armed Jesus Guy goes to 14 different houses to try to hand out Bibles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crook and
3: Uh-oh had never met each other and neither were impressed upon meeting each other.
0: All right, one more time. Oh oh Oh
3: oh
0: Oliver Otis. O- yeah, Oliver Otis. Oh, okay. But... I thought his last name was Uh-oh. No, nope. Nope, but, but
3: that was his nickname, though. Uh-oh. Yeah.
0: Uh-oh. Somebody doesn't believe in Jesus. Nope.
1: Yeah.
3: Crook <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. said that Howard told him that he was the Moses of the Negro and he was going to do that for the Indian, too. This is, uh, what, uh, six years before the Nez Perce?
1: Yeah. Well, and it's also, uh, uh, the whole thing is like, I'm the Moses of the Negro. I led him to freedom. For a little so, while. Yeah. And it could be debated, like, exactly how free everybody was, even after emancipation. It's not like everything was all better. Oh, fuck no. You know, So well, I did such a great job with the black folks. Let's move on to, uh... Like deal with the Native Americans. That'll be, you know, done. Well, yeah. we're yeah. we're done here. Well, yeah, well, he, oh. oh, all done uh, here. Yep, onward Go and through. upward. Fuck. He
3: tried. Uh, that's when. Uh, then he like took a vacation. Then somebody else undid all his work, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so Howard's God Boner nearly got him killed, though. Scott Boner. God Boner. God Boner.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha.
3: So, this is April 30th, 1872, exactly one year from the Camp Grant massacre. Uh, Howard held a peace meeting between traditional enemies, the Western Apaches, <laughs> uh, Pimas, and Papagos at Camp Grant. Uh, he walks up to the gathered Indians and abruptly gets down on his knees and starts praying. So the Indians just scatter because they think it's bad medicine.
1: Well, they thought he was like, <laughs> they probably thought he was casting a fucking spell. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> it's a wizard, you know. But yeah, they, 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 can you imagine that it's like oh here looks here looks like the delegate from the United States just striding towards him and also just drops to his knees and starts like evangelically like speaking in tongues praying. Kind shit, of shit, get the, the fuck like, out
0: of here, boys. Yep.
1: Go, go, what, go. What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: next next person that gets violent that I have to kick out of the bar, I'm just going to drop to my knees and start praying. <laughs> just scare the I, fucking dog shit out of them.
1: Well, just, or, or, or put it this way think about if you're needing to kick somebody out of the bar, like they're overserved, they're kind of acting like a dick, and it's come to the point where you maybe got to put some hands on them. I think that would keep me from touching them at first. Oh, yeah. It'd be like, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, what do what we, what?
0: Well, it's, <laughs> it's like. Like that kind of behavior, or like just un, like unflinching laughter, uh, can scare the living shit <laughs> yeah. out of people.
1: Well, that's, that's the thing. Th- or, 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 I was going to say spontaneous, like defecation. Like if you're <laughs> if you're if you're in like a kind of a standoff with somebody and they yeah. just fucking shit, shit their pants while looking you in the eye, it really it really makes it difficult to choose what your next move is going to be. You know? <laughs> can I wipe that for you? <laughs> yeah. Not no, like f-
3: buzzards and just throw up on people. Well, I, I <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely totally. don't. I definitely don't want to have a wrestling match with you right now. That's Hell a fact. No. You know.
0: No, I. Uh, I. It's a. It's a long story, but I'll get to the chase. Is like I had this. You remember Joe Ty, that big fucking skinhead dude? Built like he looks exactly like Johnny Bravo. Like he's built exactly like Johnny Bravo. Uh, me and him got into an altercation in Olympia a long time ago, and uh, he ended up grabbing me by my neck and slamming me against the wall. And there's a bunch of people standing around, and I'm I'm not a tough guy at all, whatsoever. And this dude's fucking huge. And so I just started laughing. Cause I had I was you know, I was shit faced and I had no other no other defense. So I started laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. And then everybody everybody just got kind of weirded out. And then he finally was just like let go of me and was like, Whatever, man. He like got in his car and drove away. he <laughs> just like diffused the whole fucking situation. There nice. you go,
1: you're You're here to hear first, kids, you know, like, uh, just act like you've lost your shit. I guess that's the kind of thing is, we're we're, we're placing behavior like that in the same box of crazy as just like spontaneous prayer. Totally. I mean, I'm sure there's some people in Estados Unidos that would be like, that's offensive, blah, blah, blah. No. no if, if you're going to
0: pray, that's fine. But just go, excuse yeah. me, I need to pray on this. You're like, All right, cool. Do your thing, man. Yeah, but if you walk up and may, don't may, say shit to someone and then drop to your knees, like, for thee, Lord, for thee. All right, go. Or
1: speaking in or, tongues. Or, or, perhaps, or perhaps not while ascending an escalator in a shopping center. Perhaps not <laughs> yeah. while on a crowded bus. Yeah. Perhaps not on the 50-yard line of an ongoing football game. You know, time and a place, people.
3: But uh, so Lieutenant Whitman was still there, so he had to calm down all the uh, the Indian parties there. Uh, But uh, they do agree on a permanent peace there, but Howard had to leave soon after. Uh, He's still looking for Cochise to get him to come in to the reservation. Uh, Four months later, Howard comes back, Uh, determined to meet with Cochise.
1: Um, Like he wanted his autograph real bad?
3: Yep. There he meets with uh, Tom Jeffords, who is an Indian agent slash Army Scout slash Postal Route Operator slash settler and friend of Cochise. Uh, Howard, he told Howard that there'd be no way Cochise would come and meet him. He said the only way to go out without troops and meet Cochise. which uh, sounds
1: safe as fuck, really. I mean, I would definitely, I would jump at that opportunity just ride out in the desert all by myself to go meet an Apache war leader.
0: Never go to a second yeah, location. I, yeah, Never go to yeah. a second location.
3: Basically, Jeffords didn't think he'd be crazy enough to do it, uh, but to his shock, Howard accepted. <laughs> well, of course. So he got called out on his bluff. Basically, Jeffords was just trying to get rid of him.
1: Well, yeah. Well, he has the Lord on his side, so I'm sure it'll be fine.
3: So, they ride uh, out uh, September 19th, 1872 for a 300-mile ride in the nice Arizona heat.
1: Oh, that sounds great.
3: So, basically, it's just him, Howard, and Howard's aide-de-camp, and two of Cochise's relatives. Uh, October 1st, Howard and Cochise meet. Cochise wanted peace, he said, but on his homeland between the uh, Dragoon and the Chiricahua Mountains in the uh, southeast Arizona there.
1: Right, and nobody wanted to give him their homeland, so that wasn't happening.
3: But uh, to Cochise's surprise, Howard promised him that he would actually do that and that the Army would not be allowed in.
1: You're writing Uh, checks that your ass cannot cash. Of course. Absolutely not. (laughs)
3: And his friend Jeffers would be his Indian agent. So all seemed on the up and up.
1: And all Apache will get like, you know, 40 beeves a year and all the whiskey they can drink and uh, double wide trailers and, you know, discount car insurance. And, you know,
0: a one time payment of fourteen
3: hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But Howard being the uh, Ned Flanders probably actually, uh, you know thought this to actually be true a little little uh rosy in his outlook yeah Yeah.
0: don't go anywhere how the west was fucked i'll be right back
3: ladies of the west are cut from a different cloth and they expect more from their feminine napkins introducing from bronson swagger montana maxi pads we take a whole three-month-old lamb and stick it twixt your legs That's what it is, just a newborn lamb. Caution, your maxi-pad might run away. Introducing Montana Maxi-Pads, not guaranteed to attract bears. That's Montana Maxi-Pads from Bronson Swagger.
2: Late for class. Forgot your books. Your cat was eaten by your dog. Your dog was eaten by a grizzly bear. Kinsey broke up with you after a three month relationship. Boy, have you had a day. New from Bronson Swagger, the makers of the first American scotch comes child's play. The first whiskey for kids, with fun flavors like black bean, goat milk, New England blue crab, grape, and many, many more. And it's only 50 proof. Go ahead and have that third glass. So unwind and leave your troubles behind, cause it's playtime. Child's Play for Bronson Swagger.
1: Bronson Swagger. It's good.
3: So they want to get everybody onto the reservation. Uh, Howard agreed with Crook that the Yavapais and the Western Apaches also needed to come in, probably by force. Uh, Yavapais are a little bit further north of uh, Tucson. and the uh, Actually, a lot of this stuff we'll be talking about is Tonto Basin, which is uh, by Apache Junction, where, where they have those lakes up there now, which I'm sure
1: okay. you guys know.
0: But I've been Ta- there. Tonto Basin? Like Tonto from the Lone Ranger?
1: Yep. Okay. Even though, also, like Tonto in Spanish means stupid. Stupid fucking white man. Are you serious? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't mean it means that in like Apache. I don't know if it For is sure. a word in like Apache, but yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. I, maybe it's not a word in Apache. Maybe they just called him that in the
1: show. Yeah, uh, Tonto Spanish that Johnny means, show m- means fool, I guess. Not stupid, but fool. Which you know, it's pretty close. Uh, I'm going to look up if it means anything In Apache
3: So Crook knew that Apaches love to fight basically And offered full pay to whoever would join them Which is kind of the smart thing to do It's a lot easier to have just somebody join up Rather than Spending all this money to go out and kill people Okay. Uh, was...
1: uh, oh, uh, one second uh, Tonto was one of the dialects Of the western Apache language So yeah it's, Oh okay uh, also, uh, the big, uh, thing I forgot to bring up about the Apache, too, linguistically, they're more similar to the uh, Native Americans up here in the Pacific Northwest than they are to, like, say, the Plains Indians, something like that. So they're actually a uh, long, long, long time ago. They kind of descended from, like, you know, like, our Nisqually folk and our uh, our uh, Chinookan, like, people that we have up here. Yeah. They kind of, like, started off up, up here and for some fucking reason made their way down to the Exact opposite of here.
0: Oh, well, they retired, they had to go. Oh, yeah. Down to zone. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I found that interesting. But anyway, Will, sorry about that. Carry on.
3: So now Crook is going after the Yavapais there. Uh, he actually hired experienced mule trains too, so Crook actually knew what he was doing. You don't, and of say. course, he, yeah, he rode a mule himself. His plan was to kind of drive the Yavapais into the Tonto Basin uh, where the western Apaches would be there too and kind of circle the whole basin and fight them. That way either starve them or freeze them out. But, so you're basically
1: going to siege them.
3: Yep, Zorda but Master. not shoot women and children because that's where they draw the line, I guess. Whoa, what a concept!
1: Oh, they're pretty woke. <laughs> for <laughs> for it's these still, guys. It makes you laugh every time. Yep.
3: Crook expected to be sharp, short, and decisive. Think that turned out?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was over in minutes, you know, mm-hmm. not months or years.
3: So he sends out Major William Brown, taking 220 non-riding cavalry with him, with some Pima and uh,
1: Pima scouts. Non-riding cavalry. Know, I think you said non-riding. They can't They can't read Man. or right. Oh, yeah, well, still, I, I guess, you know, there's a word for non-riding cavalry, and that word is infantry. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what kind of bullshit they're trying to pull here, but, yeah. Uh,
3: after five weeks, they found a trail in the Mazat Zal Mountains, north of the Super Sedition Mountains there, right outside of present-day Phoenix.
1: Super accurate pronunciation, I'm sure. Yep.
3: <laughs> You know me. I'm expert
1: at <laughs> Spanish. You say the Superstition Mountains? Yeah, yep. there is the Superstition Mountains, which sounds awesome.
0: It does sound cool. It's where you find ghost horses and shit.
1: Man, this station is super.
0: Of
3: course, there's always some hidden gold there, too, you know.
1: When, when you Google non-riding cavalry, you get uh 200, like, on the shopping, you get a uh, Savvy Feeder, which is a $289 horse feeder. Uh... Or you can get a a saddle, which I don't get why you'd have a saddle for non-riding cavalry. But okay, that's that's what the Google search returned. So,
0: (laughs) is it a saddle that you put on a person and then you ride them?
1: I don't know. It it looks to be a Spanish saddle with no pommel, uh, no uh, no information on whether it's for like you know the daddy saddle or anything like that, rather than a horse saddle. But twelve hundred bucks, free shipping. Hey, man. Well, you know, we get it's that-
3: just like a guy with the coconuts next to the other guy in the Holy Grill, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And this is my trusty servant, Patsy. We have ridden the length and breadth of the land in search of knights who will join me in my court at Camelot. I must speak with your lord and master. What? Ridden on a
1: horse? Yes. You're using
2: coconuts. What? You've got two empty halves of coconut and you're banging them together. So?
1: Yeah, that's not okay. That's not Red Cavalry. F- that's not Red Cavalry. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, f- I found out the the water cups at, at the victory are uh, perfect. They If you clap them together, they make the perfect the exact same
2: noise as in the
0: movie. And then in the summer of 67, they were forced to eat Robin's minstrels. And there was much and rejoicing.
1: Was much f- <laughs> All right. Sorry, Will. Go on.
0: Yep, so just the
3: trail to get into this rugged area is just, you know, a piece of shit, too. Just trying to find the trail. Narrow, rocky, and steep slope with cactuses and all sorts of good stuff.
1: Should have hired the guys that, like, guide you down the Grand Canyon on mules these days. Could have just paid them, like, 15 bucks or whatever. Yeah, man. This is where that job
0: started, actually. (laughs) Same family's been doing it for since 1867 or whatever fucking year this is. Yep.
1: 1873 or
0: 4 I think I was very close
3: but they did find their camp in the night of December 28th it wasn't a problem finding the camp because they had a big old bonfire going because they didn't think they would be found in all this rugged shit (sighs) Uh, the Yavapai didn't post any sentries no one had ever gotten into their stronghold before that's why it's a stronghold uh, the soldiers march up in moccasins not to make any noise.
1: Oh, uh, that's cheating. You're using cultural appropriation. No f- yeah, cultural yep. appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the Apaches were using rifles, though, so it's maybe it's a. Uh, you know, Tip they intended. Yeah.
3: Crossing so the. I think it was it. Yep, the Yavapai were hanging out in a cave. Uh, the soldiers got within 35 yards before they started shooting and of course everybody w- goes into the cave the uh, warriors kind of shooting blindly through a fire which makes it even more interesting it's like a john wu movie was there a
1: fucking <laughs> yep.
0: was there a bunch of doves flying around too
3: well of this
1: kind what this kind of reminds me for it's like uh the first run through of the modoc war like with at the at the you know at the uh the stronghold you know what i'm saying like where the, where the modocs were in a cave and stuff it's oh, just right. like this this is like the Cliff Notes version, or not not that like I guess the uh, the prototype version yeah, of this. Yeah, it's the
0: first draft but, script.
1: Yeah, they they sent their notes to the Modoc later. Says, so "Oh, don't shoot through the fire. All right. Oh, oh God. have some gu- How about we have some guards? Oh, that's a great idea, man. We wouldn't have thought of that. Thanks."
3: So Major Brown asked for their surrender. The Yavapai told him to suck it. I I, I don't know if that's a direct quote or not.
0: Dear Major Brown, (laughs) suck it. Suck it. Sincerely, the Yavapai.
3: (laughs) So the soldiers are kind of up on the cliff above them, raining rocks down on them. Uh, Brown wanted it done a little bit quicker, so he must have had to go back to get back to Mussy TV or something. So he orders his soldiers just to fire into the ceiling of the cave. So, the bullets are kind of ricocheting all around the cave. Oh, shit. So, and that worked pretty well because in three minutes the cave kind of fell silent and bodies were kind of huddled into corners of the cave. Uh, 57 warriors, 19 women, and children died. Uh, The year before, the Avapai chief boasted that Coiler to Coiler that uh, the army would never find a stronghold. And when they did, they kind of killed everybody. Kind of. Imagine that, <laughs> kind of. Uh, Crook's men clashed 19 times over that winter of 72, 73 in the Tonto Basin, killing about 150-ish Indians of Western Apache and Yavapai. But, of course, uh, survivors slipped through and continued raiding just a little more carefully than before. Uh, Crook retaliated March twenty-seventh, 1873, one of his columns hit the Yavapai atop Turret Peak, another position where they felt safe. Um, some some of the Yavapai were that desperate, they just jumped off the cliff and were mashed into mashed potatoes. Uh, all the men were killed there. Uh, most of the women and children were taken prisoner, though. So. so little things like that. So the Yavapai finally gave up after that. Uh, Crook yeah, all, said
1: all, all fucking four of them that were left
3: mm-hmm. uh, Crook said if you promise to live in peace I'll be your best friend forever BFF I think that's what they
0: <laughs>
2: Check <laughs> yes or no
1: <laughs> Send me back the yeah. Before the
2: teacher took it I read what she wrote Do you love Want to live in peace and be my friend?
0: <laughs>
1: Check. Yes or no?
0: Yeah.
1: I <laughs> do. Yay! And there was, was much, much rejoicing. rejoicing.
3: So Crook helped him establish farms. Uh, he told his officers not to punish him for small shit. Uh, Grant gave uh, Crook a super promotion from lieutenant colonel to brigadier general. And, of course, that made Nelson Miles even more pissed off that he skipped a whole step.
0: What's a brigadier, and how do you become a general of that?
1: Uh, the way, okay, the way uh, general, you can always remember the general ranks as, okay, it's uh, be my little general. So it's brigadier general, major general, lieutenant general, and then general. So general's the highest of the general ranks. Brigadier general is the most basic bitch of the general ranks. Major General, Lieutenant General, are in the middle.
0: Gotcha, but he became a Brigadier General from what? A Colonel, because that's, how, colonel. It,
1: cause that's oh. how it works. Oh, I always skipped. thought
0: Colonel was higher than General for. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, never no. mind. I don't fucking know anything.
1: I like how they skip right over Fulberg Colonel, just straight from Lieutenant Colonel to Brigadier General. But then again, we can talk about this guy Custer, where they did even. Well, that's why they were pissed, shit.
0: right? Because he got yep.
1: skipped. Yeah, yeah. skipped the step. Also, hey, we'll go back a second. Were you saying the like with the cave thing? I read like you're saying the Yavapai were dropping rocks because I thought it was the soldiers were dropping rocks on no, the Yavapai.
0: Yeah, the soldiers were dropping rocks. I don't
1: know Okay, they... yeah, that's oh, what I, that's what I thought.
0: Straight up, like the end of uh, Lord of the Flies.
1: Uh, more like gets no, fucking iced. More like when we say rocks, we mean like boulders. Uh, and when we you know uh, killed seventy six of them just with some rocks with so, rocks. Yeah, well, it was big fucking rocks. God damn. So I wanted to, I wanted to clarify that. Sorry, Carry On. Yep. Uh,
3: of course. Now they came in, made peace, but six weeks later, shit starts happening again. At the White Mountain Reservation, uh, they had a son of a bitch, crooked agent. Um. May eighteen seventy-three. They. Agents, Indian thugs murdered a young lieutenant colonel during a scuffle. So the this kind of sets off shit again.
0: Whoa, you said a crooked agent. So, it's an crooked Indian agent, Indian yeah. agent that was bad, or one yep. of yeah. one of Crook's agents? No, no. Okay, <laughs> Indian agent that was bad. God damn. Yep. Okay.
3: Make it even more complicated.
0: Yeah, racism got into his hand and it went bad.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so lopped I knocked it, it off the, the wrist, wrist. <laughs> with a cavalry saber. <laughs>
3: So the idiots figured that since they're going to get killed in retribution either way, now's the time to go back on the warpath. Uh, Crook wanted them dead. Um, the Yavapai chief who just had begged for surrender, Delshe, he changed his mind and went on the warpath too. Uh, before Crook sent out his troops, he announced that if the heads of the renegade leaders were turned in, all sins would be forgiven. Of Course nobody turned in any heads, so he started operations. No again. no no heads.
1: Alright, right, we're gonna to have to operate oh, on this head. I thought I thought, I thought okay. the way I was hearing that is like I was like, you know, I was thinking heads like you know, as in department heads, he wanted actual just
0: straight
3: up heads. Head.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Well that makes more sense.
3: So during this time Crook managed a couple of dozens uh dead Indians, but no leaders. Um as time wore on and the followers less and less, the head thing started to look better for people. Within the year, all the leaders' heads were actually turned in, except for Del Shea. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were nicely displayed on Camp Apache parade ground.
1: Uh, oh, when, that sounds... Yep. That sounds Del- not, not, at, not at all like a war atrocity. No, uh, that's... No,
3: just a bunch of fresh heads just sitting around. You well, yeah, you don't, around want rot,
1: you don't want old rotten, gross heads. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you get a deal if you buy them when they're a day old. <laughs> but, you know, you might have to, like, pick some of the wilty parts off. You know, trim them a little bit. <laughs> uh,
3: Del Shea, his head finally rolls in. Probably. Mitch McConnell must so- have got
1: a
0: fucking day old head when
1: he was born. <laughs> no, no shit, right? Uh,
3: his head rolls in, probably with a sc- soccer kick. Uh, several different parties claim ownership of the head. Uh, and Brown. a scalp, of the ear of another. Uh, oh,
0: it's as my Del head. Sage. No, it's my head.
1: You guys <laughs> yeah. both have heads already. Okay, the so fuck what? off. I need to find the headless body walking around here. Yeah, you take, take this scalp and this ear. Be happy with that. You know.
2: <laughs> if you're good, I'll give you a piece. Yeah, yeah. I so, want a
1: head. No, I want a tongue. You'll get you this get scalp nothing and ear. Like it. it. <laughs> like it. <laughs>
3: Crook was bemused, being satisfied that both sides were earnest in their beliefs that they had the right head. And bringing in an extra head was not, not a bad thing, so he paid both parties for Jesus for their head. Jesus Christ.
1: I want a new head. <laughs> One that won't make me sick.
3: Yeah. I want a new duck.
1: Yep. All right.
3: <laughs> Crook still wanted Cho- Coach East to come in, though.
1: Yeah, because right. I'm sure he really wants to come in now with all these heads.
0: Yep. And stomach cancer.
1: And stomach cancer. It's
0: cool, man. We already got all the bad guys. You're fine. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Uh, Cochise's guys start raiding again, but this is after Howard leaves, but only in Mexico. So it's not really giving Crook a problem. Uh, But it did give Crook the reason to go after him. It's on that side of that imaginary
0: line.
1: No big deal. I I wanted to talk about that a little bit, too, is at that time, one of the things that the Mexican and American governments kind of let each other do is chase the Apache across the border. Like, if you were already in pursuit of some Apache, the Mexicans would let you come into Mexico, and apparently we extended the same courtesy to uh, Mexican government troops. Just as long as you were in hot pursuit of some Apache, you could do that. Hot
2: pursuit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: so he sends Major Brown down to talk to Coach East and ask him... Uh, what agreement they made as far as the Mexico was concerned. Uh, Cochise said he did not send the guys up there to, uh, to kill everybody. But uh, some young warriors have had relatives killed, and that's why they went to, to kill people. Uh, Crook was not happy with this whole situation, finally steps down. Uh, Step Cochise down. Is as uh, in Arizona and finally ends up at Department of the Platte nine months later. So he's down the road. Uh, well, he's re-
1: wait, 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 wait. Okay, Crook got pissed off, and so he basically quit, right?
0: Basically. Yeah.
3: And
1: then went to the Department of the Platte. Yep. What's the okay. Department of the Platte? It's up Nebraska area with the Platte River, where it's not Arizona, which is kind of probably the main thing Crook was looking for. Is after his two weeks with ju- or two years with just his toothbrush and his. Fucking saddle.
0: He just kinda went fooey. I've had it.
1: Yeah. And then... I I'm I'm pretty sure he picked up some shit, you know, in that two years rather than just that toothbrush. But yeah, he 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 never wanted to go to Arizona fucking anyway. Jesus. He's been dicking, he dicking been around with him. Yeah, and he's like, No, we'll go to Nebraska. Fuck.
3: Uh Cochise finally dies up in the Dragoon Mountains, having never uh officially come come into the reservation that's June 8th 1874. he names his son Taza a successor of course he didn't do such a great job. Um, uh, they put in uh, Colonel August V Dutch a uh, mediocre officer and uh, to replace crook.
1: so basically it's all the it's like um, it's like when a TV series is had a long run and there's like two really good actors but they got movie deals now. So they drop out and they get like, it's like when they replaced uh, Fox Mulder with the other guy on the X Files. It's yeah, like Crook yeah. went to do other it, shit. And it's like, and, meh. And yeah. then they replace him
0: again, and then they replace him again. Yeah. Something's going to stick eventually. Uh,
3: plus, at this time, Congress decides to go do away with smaller reservations and use bigger ones. Hoping to avoid all the uh, assholes that preyed upon uh, the reservations, like selling yeah. liquor, and, and they, chose of they, not,
0: they chose to not call them concentration camps anymore. They're called reservations now. <laughs> yep, yep. And
3: plus,
1: you know, the bigger area you have, the harder it is to police. So I'm sure no bullshit will still be going under the radar if you just increase the size of the area. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That just meant that you know, just concentrated all the assholes into one spot.
1: Right.
0: Um, Get 200 square miles quick in four weeks with these tiny blue pills. Yeah. Ooh, 400
1: miles. That's girthy. And,
3: yep. The Indian Commission <laughs> urged D.C. to keep traditional enemies apart, which is kind of a smart thing. Of yeah. course, they ignore it, especially in Arizona and especially in the White Mountain Reservation. Their first Indian agent of uh, White River was John P. Klum. An arrogant and ambitious 22-year-old who went on his way to piss off the army, which is always a good thing. He took the Yavapais out of their farms that Crook helped set up. Uh, then he burned Camp Apache and moved all the goods to San Carlos, which was by all means a piece of shit compared Wait, to Wait, this guy was lung. an Indian
1: agent? No, this was a uh, uh, commander, a, white a, a lieutenant colonel, or what? No, or was just he a, a, civ- a civilian Indian he, he was an Indian, Indian. agent. Oh, oh okay. Yep. For some reason, I I thought it was the new military commander down there. But okay, anyway.
3: So now it's to San Carlos, which nobody likes. Uh, 700 move, but 1,100 didn't. Uh, Taza, uh, Cochise's son, was a weak leader. He only had 325 followers. He goes quietly to San Carlos. Um, San Claros was the worst of the reservations. Terrible water, insects, 120 degree temperatures. Um, one warrior said it was a good place. Quote, quote, uh, dot, 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 a good place to
0: die. Oh, I was good. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) In my head, I was like, what, a good place to die? To die, (laughs) right. Yep.
1: Well, I'm also picturing this Indian agent that sent him there. I'm picturing, like, he's basically Martin Screlli. Martin Screlli is a son of a bitch. When I finish making fun of him, I bounce on my boy's
0: dick. you guys want to buy a, a Wu-Tang album? It's never been released before. Yep. 700 bucks a pop. <laughs> yep.
1: I'm going to raise the price of your medication by $1,000 a pill. Yeah. That's who I'm picturing.
3: So not all Chiricahua, Apache go to San Carlos. Uh, they bought 400, reject Taza, and they go over the border to Sonora and start plundering Mexico which was their favorite pastime anyway. And among do you the guys leaders want to do this was... Weekend?
0: I don't know. Let's plunder Mexico. Yeah, I don't know. We did that last <laughs> weekend. Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it, man. Let's go plunder Mexico. Well, well and the, when, and when
3: sh- Mexico was Arizona, that's what they did, too. So,
1: And this should be about when Poncho was a kid, right? Give or take.
3: Yep. Um, And among those leaders was... Dun-dun-dun, Geronimo!
1: Yay!
3: And that's where we could leave off for now, and then we'll pick up back again with chasing Geronimo all over hell.
1: And I know much more about Geronimo because I went to basic training at Fort Sill, and he was a, let's call him an unwilling guest there for (laughs) a long, long
0: time. (laughs)
1: Ah, That's awesome. Am I going to get
0: to learn why everybody says Geronimo before they jump off of something?
1: I actually have to kind of figure that out. I, I keep on meaning to look it up, but, like... Well, I know it's a paratrooper thing. Okay. And yeah, I, yeah, totally. I, uh, well, you know, the paratroopers, they were kind of... They, like, shaved themselves mohawks because they thought that was an Indian haircut because technically it kind of is, but not the kind of Indian drivable is. Not as widely used as everybody thinks it is. So I'm I'm wondering if there uh, isn't just some, once again, kind of appropriation and also... No grasp of geography, history, or culture.
2: Bronson Swagger presents Sequoia and Swagger, the cheapest mail order service in America. Sequoia and Swagger, the largest inventory in the world. Sequoia and Swagger, your mail order marketplace. If you ever want for anything, we guarantee it will be in our 20,000-page Sequoian Swagger catalog. Can't read? Just yell your demands at one of our order boys posted in your neighborhood 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Your orders will materialize before your very eyes. Please allow 4 to 14 weeks for delivery. If you own a store and want a wider market, bring it to us. We accept milk stores, uh, gun stores, uh, Meat stores. Liquor stores. We'll go noodle me some fish. Let it oyster stores. It's good. Any kind of store. We'll sell your stuff. And we'll sell it cheaper than you do. Sequoia and Swagger, 206 Fifth Avenue North, Mile City, for your free catalog.
1: Wait, should we actually wrap up the episode because we didn't do mm-hmm. that?
3: <laughs> Gunfire. Uh, well,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. Like, okay, okay. So that's we're gonna end it for today. Uh, we probably. I don't know. Should we do uh, Geronimo next, or should we make people wait, like assholes? It's
3: up to you, man.
1: Come back to. Well, we'll talk about that offline. So. Guess what? You'll get surprised after you listen to this next week. Maybe we uh, continue this story. Maybe we leave you cliffhanging for six to nine months till you absolutely <laughs> forget about it. Fuck you, man. I want to know why everybody <laughs> yells Geronimo
0: <laughs> when you jump out of a fucking airplane. Oh, well,
1: yeah, Wikipedia, asshole. <laughs> uh, but... Don't listen to our podcast. Just look it up yeah, on yeah. Wikipedia. Now we'll, we'll figure it out. But uh, anyway, uh hope you enjoyed this installment. I'm and starving. I hope
0: you listen to more in the future.
1: Yeah, and I, I hope gotta you die.
0: Don't worry, they will.
1: I gotta clean okay. guns and clean my body and need some sustenance because I've been in the woods all fucking weekend and uh yeah.
0: Alright. We're uh, gonna do that.
1: Alright, check yourself for ticks, everybody, and hit us yep. out
0: with a hail of gunfire. <laughs>